Hello, and welcome to another episode of Chat and Chill with Super Hill. Today, I am here with a few students. Uh, I'm, I'm really excited about today's show. Um, it's going to be all about the arts, and I don't think the arts get enough attention, uh, particularly in our public schools. I think sometimes we, we don't spotlight them, no pun intended. So before I get started, I'm going to have each student introduce themselves to the audience. So if you could just share your name and you know your school and your grade, and we'll get going. I'm Freya, and I'm in fourth grade. I'm JR, and I'm in fourth grade. Um, I'm Sky, and I'm in 12th grade at Windsor High School. So you see we have a mix here, but the commonality is that they're all artists, and they're all talented folks. So um, we're going to be talking about drama, and not the drama that we typically find in school where it's <laughs> somebody sitting in the council's office or SEL office talking about somebody don't like them today and then their best friends tomorrow. Not that drama, but plays, right, where you get to act and be another character or be some other thing that you aren't normally. So can you share a bit about your experience with the school plays and how drama has been a part of your journey in our school district? It's been a part of my experience because I'm a really like awkward person and I feel like drama has given me like the place to more be less awkward because everyone around me makes me feel comfortable. So I can be in a space where I can say something wrong or I can say something completely that's not correct, like say the wrong line and be like, they'll all be like, oh, it's okay, it's okay. Because they understand that this is a space where we all are trying to feel comfortable. So it's not, it's, it's supported me in the way of feeling comfortable throughout my high school experience. So in a sense, drama for you is therapeutic. Yeah, it's just, I can come back after school and I can just relax and just, be with all my friends and just say this crazy stuff and everybody like understands each other because we all feel the same way about like the same type of things. I like that. She said I can be awkward and it is okay. <laughs> and I think we all have some level of awkwardness, uh, whether we admit it to ourselves or not. So what, what about you guys? Um, I feel like I can just really be myself and say like anything really. Okay. So you have no fear. Kind of, kind of no fear. And what about you? Um, I got lots of fear. <laughs> <laughs> so I got lots of fear. That's okay. But you still get on the stage, right? Yeah, I get on the stage. And I do You do your best. Yeah. So what made you want to do it? Like you said, I have lots of fear, right? So what um, made you want to be in a play? My mom works there, so she kind of wants me to be in the I kind of know what that feels like a lot. Yeah. <laughs> People ask me all the time, where'd you learn to do your public speaking, Dr. Hill? Like, since I was five, because my mom would make me do it. So, thank you, mom. Right. <laughs> all right. Um, how has participating in school plays or drama productions contributed to your personal growth? I think we started to touch on it, but you guys can expound, especially in terms of building confidence and public speaking skills. Ooh. Uh, <laughs> At least for me, I'm really bad at speaking. I, I stutter a lot and I try to like Really? Yes. I oh, try yeah, I've ever heard you, you stutter. You don't understand how I hard must it is. not be around Especially when I'm like on the dub hub trying to speak about it. I sit there reading the same thing over and over again because when words are really big, I stutter. So in the play, I'm sitting there trying to read my lines and I'm like uh, 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 and I'm getting nervous and the nervousness makes me stutter even more. So when I'm trying to perform 
I have to like have like a fake confidence because I clearly don't know what I'm saying and I'm clearly like so awkward with it. So the amount of times during rehearsal where I would sit there, I know the line, but I'd just be so nervous that I'd start like just stuttering. And it's the craziest thing that I kind of have to just like fake confidence because I, it's not in my head. It's not there. So I have to fake the confidence so I don't stutter, so I don't sound weird. So my character goes through the way that I want it to show so that it, it actually, because my character was like a, a rich lady. She was like a CEO. So she had to be all So popular. what character, what, what play are we talking about for the audience? It was, it was, yeah, I was the murder on the 518. It was mm -hmm. a murder mystery on a train. And so it was like all like different types of personalities and people were on a train together and like, you know, there's a private investigator, there's a doctor, and like they all came together to try to like figure out who's the murderer and all that. And so for me, I had to be like a proper nice little lady and talk in a proper way. And so I could not stutter. Like it was the hardest thing because all I do is stutter. So I had I couldn't give the character that I had to give if so yeah, I was. You had to become nervous. that lady. Yes, I had to be give that confidence to act like I have that confidence as my character. So do you was, not think you could translate that? You call it fake confidence. I call it mustering up the confidence, but it's okay. So do you not think you could do that in in different situations, even outside of a play? Oh, I definitely do that. When I'm talking to like, I talk to adults a lot of time. Even right now, I'm I'm always so uncomfortable because I feel like I'm going to say the wrong thing. And so I- oh, On this I podcast? Just, every time I'm talking to any adult, I feel like I'm going to say the wrong thing. And so I just pretend I know what I'm saying. I think everyone just pretends they know what they're she saying. She doesn't look nervous, guys. Maybe, maybe I don't physically look nervous, but on the inside, I'm like, ooh. Shake it on the inside. <laughs> and you know what? It's okay, right? So I've been doing public speaking now for 50 years. And people always ask me, it's like, you get up and you're like, you're never nervous. But actually, that's not true. There's always a little bit of nerves, no matter where I speak or when I speak. And I think that's a good thing that you have some level of nervousness because then you don't become overconfident and you think about what you're doing, right? Because you want to, whenever you you you're, you guys are doing acting, and I'm talking about speaking, but it's all the same because you're speaking in front of people. So whenever you're doing something in front of people, you want to give them your best. So if you're overconfident, and I know some people don't really understand it, go, no, you need to be confident. Like, if you're overconfident, I believe you're more likely to make a mistake. If you have a little bit of nervousness, right? Some of the, you hear lots of pro athletes, they do interviews, and they talk about, they were nervous before the game, but they're a professional, but they need that because that's what drives them. And as you said, Sky, like you find your fake uh, confidence. That's interesting. I've never heard anybody put it that way before. So they find their fake confidence and then they play well. So what about you guys? So, you know, you're, you're going to be up there. Um, you got to do the public speaking. How do you feel about the public speaking? Because now you're talking to people out in an audience. It makes me nervous sometimes, but like then when I'm in like doing the show, like with everyone out there with me, I feel like I want to do more and I want to say more and I kind of want to have a bigger part. Okay. Uh-oh, we got this little Oscar winner coming up over here. So when she's out there, she's saying, I look, I'm looking at everybody around here like I could do this, right? Like give me a bigger part. You want me to star. So you get on stage and your nervousness clearly goes away. Yeah. Do you think that's because you're on the stage or is it because there are other people with you on the stage? When my family's watching me, it just makes me happy and I'm like, oh, well, I can do this. I know that no one's gonna be judging me and I have confidence about that. But then when I'm like, when I'm trying out for a play, I get all scared because I feel like people are gonna judge me. 
Okay. But then when I'm actually in the play, I feel like I'm like, like I can do more. Like I can do more. But what, what do you think they're going to judge you about? That's interesting because they're, they're in the audience. You're the one doing it. Like the way I sound or how I do my own stuff. Okay. Like the way I do my parts makes me feel like people will judge me. Okay. But the cool thing is, if they are judging you, you don't get to hear them, right? Yeah. Now, as you do more and more plays, we do know this 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 big word that scares everybody, the critics, right? As you go further and further into your career of acting, you have critics. You have people who sit in the audience. I like to think there are people who probably can't even act, right? Or like they're food critics. They just like to eat, but they can't cook. So they're like, this wasn't so good, or that actress could have done this. But usually they can't really do what you do, so... Think about it. Keep moving. And, and what about you, Jr. What do you? How do you feel? I feel like okay because, like, say with her, if my family's out there, like they're kind of just like encouraging me to do more. So you feel encouraged? Yeah. Okay. So once you get out there, it's like time to do it. And you say you play soccer, right? Yeah. So is it sort of like do you feel like it's like soccer? Once once the whistle blows and the game starts or the match starts. Time to do what I got to do? Yeah, kind of. Kind actually. of? Okay. And I think soccer's scarier. <laughs> because you miss a goal. People yeah. in the stadium are not happy, right? And you hear it right away. In the audience, you don't really hear much from people unless you do something that makes them laugh or go, ooh. But yeah. that's okay. Public speaking is, I believe I've read over the years, probably the scariest thing for most people on the planet. Public speaking, why do you think so many people are afraid of it? Is it the same thing as these guys? I think I think for me, when you get older, you realize that everybody's watching you. And it's more of like you're afraid of failure. Like, at least for me, and I've talked to many people about this, it's afraid of making mistakes. And it's more of you're afraid of yourself than you're afraid of what other people will say. I mean, I do definitely think about what other people will say, but... It's more of like, I know I did something wrong. And they always say that, you know, when you're singing or you're in a play, whatever you're doing, the audience doesn't know you're making a mistake. It's you who knows you're making a mistake. And it's sort of the thing where I'm like sitting there and I'm like, I know I'm making a mistake. I don't care if they don't know. I know I did something wrong. And so then I'm beating myself up for it because I'm like, I made a mistake. Oh my gosh, I made a mistake. Yeah. And it makes me nervous because I don't want to let myself down because I have such high standards for myself. And even if the audience does notice and they say, oh, you did that wrong, I promise I've already thought about it. I promise I've already thought about everything I could have possibly done wrong. And I think that's the thing is that a lot of people nowadays have such like social anxiety, talking in front of people, talking to people. Especially because of the pandemic, we have we didn't talk to people for a while, and like social interactions are just like dying out. And so, talking in front of people is more of like, oh my god, what are they gonna think of me? What am I gonna think of myself? I'm gonna mess up, and then they're gonna look at me like I'm crazy. And I'm sitting there in front of a whole entire audience, stumbling over my words, trying to make something up on the spot when I like get so nervous that I don't know what to say because I know I'm saying something wrong. Yeah. I just don't have to let them know that I'm doing something wrong. No, at the end of the day, I'm my own worst enemy, and that's what makes me so nervous about public speaking is I know I messed up and I don't care what they think. I know I messed up and I'm going to be the one at home thinking about it while I'm trying to sleep because I'm thinking about, oh, should have done that. Should've Girl, done go that. to bed. Trust me. Go to bed. <laughs> I'm not like, trying to. It's just there in my head. Life is going to have a whole bunch of those moments, but at least I appreciate you saying that I'm not as concerned about them as I am about myself. Um, you've heard the, the statement or the quote, you are your own worst critic. 
Um, I, I, I subscribe to that, <laughs> right? Like so, and I think that helps with confidence, right? So, um, all the things that I've done in my life and the people I've interacted with, the older I get, I've become, I became, or I won't say become, I became less and less concerned about what they think, because I'm the worst critic. Like, it, there's nothing you could say to me because you're outside of me, right? You're judging, as you would say, Freya, what I do. Um, and in my head, I don't want you guys to sound like Dr. Hill, but I'm, I'm the guy that's always saying, you're not up here at this microphone, right? There's 500 people in the audience, 1,000 people. I've been in front of 10,000 people. It, it doesn't matter. I'm on the mic. You sitting in the audience. So you can judge me. If you think you're that bad and you think you're that brave, then you get on the mic. And I've done that to people. Okay, you could do a better job. Here you go. And almost every single time, they chicken out. So that's helped me over time to gain more and more confidence in the things that I do. Um, I just saw a, a, a picture, uh, and I don't even know this morning, I've been so many places already, I can't remember where, but leaders don't avoid risk, they take risks. And that's something I learned in the military when I was in the Army. You want to be a leader, it's not the rank on your collar, it's what's in your chest. Meaning, how much confidence do you have? People are like, hey, we need somebody to lead this group. And people are like, mm, no. I'm like, I'll do it. People are going to judge me, right? I'm going to tear myself up. Troy, you could have did better with that, you know, when you attack that little base game exercises. You could have did this, you could have that. But at the end of the day, I felt like, well, I tried it. And other people didn't try it. So I had confidence in that. And friends will actually, good friends will actually tell you that. Look, you tried it. We were afraid. So, you know, kudos to you. So you guys doing plays, getting just getting in front of people, all of that has built up a lot of confidence. And I hear it in you guys, even if you don't think so. So moving on. Um, but what play? Because Sky told us what play she did at the high school. What play are you guys doing that's coming up soon? And when is it coming up? Here's your, your time to market your play. Uh, we're doing Finding Nemo, and it's coming up uh, this weekend. Okay, so... Finding Nemo, and it's coming up this weekend, so is that Friday and Saturday? Uh, Saturday, Sunday. Saturday, Sunday. So is that the 18th of November and the 19th of November? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. So Finding Nemo, social yeah. media, we'll have exact um, dates or the exact times for you because we want you guys to come out and support our students and support what they're doing. I'm looking forward to this play. All right. Drama is often seen as an interactive form of learning. People don't necessarily think of it as learning sometimes. How do you think being involved in plays has made your language arts education more interactive and engaging? Probably because like you can engage more with more people and they can like cheer you on and say good job or they can like boo you and stuff. And then that gives you like a boost of confidence and then you're like learning from that. You learn okay, so you're learning from the interactions. Guy, what do you think? Got the confidence down, the public speaking. How has it impacted you when it comes to um, language arts? Uh, I feel like I'm I'm extra nervous reading out loud and it took me a minute to read out loud because you have to like read with a flow if that makes sense like you know in class when they're asking like oh who wants to read the next section mm -hmm. I always like offer to read the next section because I want to get better at like reading because I can speak normally piece. yeah like I can, I can read the words and I can say it separately if I can memorize it but reading directly and then reading with tone while you're reading yeah. is also really difficult so I want it's helping me get better at reading intentionally like intentionally reading what i'm like i'm like read what i'm looking at and then 
portray that tone to the audience is really difficult and it's helping me more in like in class because then I can like read what I, like whatever story they're having me read and I can then get the tone better because I'm used to extracting the tone from what I'm reading from my script. And so that's important what she just said, right? Because when you're reading, I know um, you hear some students, not all, but some students say, I don't like to read. And I've always been a kid who loved to read because the books take you, I always felt like the books took me around the world. Um, and then also, um, they put me in the story. So when I was little, I used to love those um, magical, adventurous kind of stories, right? With the wizards and, you know, people with swords fighting everything all over the countryside. Like, I don't know how they could walk around the countryside so fast. Never thought about that. But they go from this country to that country on their feet. But I love those stories, right? Because I would spend hours reading it and I'd become one of the characters. So I'd be with them. Um, it also helped me, as Sky said, I didn't do a bunch of drama, but it helped me understand when you read certain uh, pieces of literature or books, you have to read with a certain flow and a rhythm or a cadence, some people might say, right? It's not meant to be read flat. And so you have to, you know, I, I don't know if you guys do it. So you talk about being awkward. I used to read certain books out loud because I wanted to hear the story. This is, I guess I must have invented audiobooks before they had audiobooks. <laughs> In 1978, <laughs> I invented audiobooks. This is going to go out on the podcast, right? <laughs> Dr. Hill invented audiobooks. No, I just read out loud. But I did because, like, certain stories were, like, different, right? If you read a biography, that doesn't really have a lot of uh, drama, per se, in it, right? It's, like, it's more factual. But when you read, you know, fiction, you're like... And then he struck with the sword. Like, I literally hear music and everything in my head. So, I'm admitting to the world, right? We all got them little weird parts. That's my parts when I read. So, what about you, Freya? Like, how has it impacted your, your reading or your literature uh, growth? Well, I feel like I can, like, if people, like, start talking to me, I used to be nervous to talk back, but now I can, like, talk to them and feel like I'm able to do more than just sit there and say yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Can I take you to the high school and you can help a couple of high school kids? <laughs> like, how you doing? Okay. Like, you know, there are sentences, right? It's like a whole bunch of words put together. It usually works a little better. That That's great. Alright, so uh, drama involves collaboration and teamwork. Can you share an experience where you felt the power of teamwork? Craig, you kind of mentioned this a little earlier. The power of teamwork during a play. And how do you think these teamwork skills apply to other areas of your life? So that's important, right? Even though we're talking about the arts and we're talking about drama, like we've talked about public speaking and confidence, right? And growing our literature skills. Um, now we're talking about the power of teamwork. So how do you guys think uh, teamwork is going to impact you moving forward in your life? Sky's at a different place. She's about to hit real life. I don't want to scare her, but it's all over in a I'm few months. Scared. Welcome to the real world, I'm right? I, I love, I used to teach high school. I love teaching high school because those kids always act like they're so confident and, you know, they talk trash for four years. And all I would do is look at some students that I knew were really afraid of being adults and go, tick tock, tick tock. Because June 12th, 2024, it's over you will be in the big world. But you guys got some time. So I won't start with Sky because yeah. she's already nervous, right? <laughs> so how do you think teamwork 
you know, being in these plays and these drama productions, how has that built your teamwork skills and, and what do you think you'll do with those skills, teamwork skills? If you, people have to say lines like together and like you and another person that you're working with have to say the same exact line at like the same exact time, you have to have like that same amount of courage. And what about, think about this with lines, so not just saying at the same time, right? So I can't say I've never done a play, because I have, but I tend to like being behind the scenes. I like making the costumes and doing that kind of stuff. But one of the things I do remember is that in order for me to know my lines and be good with it, I had to know when the person who was speaking before me yeah. was, you know, what, not only what they were going to say, but how they were going to say it. And so I had to come in with the right emotions because they can't tell a joke and then I come in flat unless that's how the play was set up. So the teamwork is everyone doing their part. Yeah. Right? So you can do your part as well. Freya, you? Helps me be more interactive with people. Oh, wow. So drama has really brought you out. Like you've blossomed like a flower doing drama. Yeah. That's cool. And Sky is about to enter her next act. So this act, the student child act, is almost coming to a close, but the play is not over because the play is our life. And she's yes. about to go to the next act or the next scene. So how do you feel about that? How do you think teamwork skills are going to help you, Sky, in your next act or your next scene? Um, it's more of a... It's a mixed experience because there's sometimes where like it's perfect when you have teamwork. <laughs> like um, there was a part of the seat of the play at the end. It was the murder confession, yep. and so the the character she forgot like what she was saying. Part of her confession, her confession was just like a long thing of her just saying, "This is how I killed the person. This is why all that stuff." And so she forgot something that she said, and we're all sitting there silent for a second. And the one girl chimed in, and then what happened? And it was so perfect because we all didn't know what to say. And one person said, "And now what happened?" And that striked her like, "Oh!" And then I'm gonna say with that that's the next part. And so it was so perfect when she said that because it just it worked. And I don't know what we would have done if someone didn't say that because we were all like. God, what do we do? Like, I feel like that is like the perfect thing because, in, in a sense, it's like if you like fall, someone has your back. But at the all time, but like the thing is also the opposite is that not everyone's going to have your back at like all times. And it's like such a conflicting idea because I've had to get used to so many people's personalities that are like really difficult to work with. They're just some people who are just unhappy people, and you have to sit there and smile on their face and have to like put on that act in a sort of way of, of acting because you have to be in a peaceful agreement especially if like this person is like say your boss or someone's your teacher mm -hmm. i don't have to like everybody but i have to be respectful so it's sort of like an act of pretending i want to be nice to them sort of thing because i have to get by and i it's it's more and more realized every single day that i talk to people it's like oh that person speaks very disrespectfully to me but what am i gonna do i'm not gonna speak disrespectful back because that's not gonna end well it's just gonna be a whole bunch of people being disrespectful so it's kind of like taught me that i have to learn when to talk and when not to talk and how i should talk and i like what you said about the using the play right and i'll make it uh, analogous to life so when the person forgot their lines and then the other act you know actress said and then what happened right so that's thinking on her feet, right? And she helped out a person. And then you said, like, I don't know who's going to always do that in life. You don't. You don't know. And um, here's another scary thing. <laughs> so you will know a lot of people in school, going through school, 
right? I love telling students this, they really get upset. And then going through high school, like everybody wants to be popular in school, right? That's a big thing. Mm -hmm. It's not any new, we did when we were in school, right? I wanna be popular, I wanna be popular. My mom and dad used to tell me like, if you stick with two or three people from high school after high school, that's gonna be amazing. Because the reality is once you graduate, so when Sky graduates on June 11th, they'll go to parties probably like that week because you guys do a lot of parties here in the suburbs. So there'll be lots of parties, maybe a few weeks, right? But by the time you hit September, there will be people you will probably not see again for five, 10, 20 years. And some you may never see again. It's not bad. It's just because we go off to life. So we all go to different plays because you can't do the same play forever, right? The show goes on the road and this show must close. So it is time for another show. And so, as she said, you learn who are the new actors and actresses that I'm going to be with. And life is like a series of plays, if you think about it that way, right? Every time you go into something new, instead of being afraid of it, you can use the confidence that you guys have built being in plays to say, well, this is a new play. I got new lines to learn. I got new actors and actresses to work with. I got a new director to deal with. That could be your boss, right? Because you won't always like your boss. I am the boss and I know everybody don't like me and that's okay. That's their right and they should. Like everyone's not going to like you in the world. That's that's unrealistic, right? But you should do your best. I like what you said, to be respectful, not only to the boss, but the boss should be respectful to you as well. So I think you guys have actually learned a lot from doing plays. And I think you shared a lot with uh, folks out there listening to the podcast. So we'll close with this. What advice would you give to any fellow students who might be hesitant or afraid to join drama or participate in school plays? You should probably try and like, maybe if you have any friends that might be interested in doing any plays, you might want to like reach out to them and be like, hey, do you want to be like in a play with me or like could reach out to family members you shouldn't be scared when you're in a play because it's not scary it's in your lifetime right yeah. <laughs> like she said like, no, all these all plays. these years boys i've been out here in these streets on these stages <laughs> i like that all right jr <laughs> what advice would you give to anybody who's afraid to get into a play yeah i would give kind of like the same it's it's not really scary it's just nervous you have to like build up confidence like every single like practice until the show to like actually do it and just like be yourself in the play okay and sky like harassing high school students <laughs> so what, what would you tell you're getting ready to leave high school and you just finished what is this are you going to do one in the spring oh no no we don't have one in the spring we're oh. going to see a musical so you just Broadway. saw you just performed in your last production in high school yes you're very <laughs> last <laughs> High school production. She will do no more high school plays. So what would you tell underclassmen who may have seen your play or heard about it and say, hey, I want to do that or I'm nervous? How would you encourage them? Not even just related to plays, just to like life in general. If you want to do something, forget fear. You can spend your whole life being afraid, but it's just a waste of time. I feel like I spent so much of my high school experience afraid to act a certain way or afraid that people are gonna be like, oh, she's in the play type of thing. But if you wanna do something, just forget fear because all of your life, if you spend your life led by fear, you're never gonna do what you wanna do. You're gonna lead your life by what other people want you to do or what you think other people want you to do. If you want to do something, 
put fear to the side. Fear will always be in the back of your mind, but have fear be along with your desire. Like, let it exist, but don't let it control your life because fear will only stop you from doing what you want. And it's more important to do what you want than is to listen to fear. There you have it, ladies and gentlemen, from three of my incredible students here in Windsor Public Schools. So I know you thought you knew, but now you know. <laughs> Bam! Great job, guys. Great job.